Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Uh, in listening to past podcasts, most recently with Rudy Kalis, uh, you talk about how everything starts from home, and you mentioned your mom. I was wondering if you could talk about your motivation and how you got into interesting, interested in being a blind a broadcaster who happens to be blind. Oh, boy. Oh, I always say that because it's true. Yeah. Everything starts from home. You have to have somebody who is going to be a parent, hold you accountable, and then be your best friend and be your inspiration later. And that's basically the concept of that. Broadcast-wise, just following the local guys. Joe Fisher, who's been a real good friend since the early 2000s. Dave Wilson, who's also been a good friend since early 2000s, maybe the early, late 90s, but I think most of the 2000s. <clears throat> Mike Keith, the Titans, is different local broadcast guys and writers that love what they do, have a passion for it, and as the old adage goes, if you find something you love, you don't have to work a day in your life. Yeah, and that's, that's me. True. Yeah, and I mean and the list for broadcasters keeps growing. I mean, the Matt LePage of the world, the Wayne Larrabee's of the world, right? Guys like that, radio yeah. play-by-play guys. I don't really watch much TV because I really care mm-hmm. less about TV. Mm-hmm. For me, it's got to be radio on how they do their broadcasts and what I can do to improve mine, and that's what I'm looking for. Right. We should mention you're based in Nashville and uh, those mm-hmm. are the local announcers that you're talking about there. Um, you grew up a, a fan of sports and broadcasting. Do you remember what the first game was that you broadcast? Well, let's see. Yeah, and I'll put it this way. I, I it, started out announcing my brother's wiffle ball game. So it, it, wasn't, a bro- it wasn't yeah. a broadcast per se at all. In fact, right. it was at CSB which is dearly departed no longer with us because the guy that works, that does CSB decided to shut the national location down. But All in right. the year that I was there after I graduated TSB, which was my next stop mm-hmm. before I went to the VIS program at TRC, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, back to this, mm-hmm. I went to CSB. Well, took the tour there first. And I felt right at home. So I'm like, if I can get in here and I can find a way to do radio and not TV, because I had radio and TV both lined up. And I wanted to get into the audio side on the radio side. So I was blessed and humbled and honored to get my teacher, who I still call a true friend to this very day, in Kelly and Monahan. Plenty of one-on-one opportunities, plenty of one-on-one things on how to develop my voice, develop my sound using different tone twisters and things to see how long I could keep my concentration. While I did tone twisters, learned about different things on the do's and the don'ts of radio. 
And then after that, mm-hmm. they had a day where all folks from TV stations, radio stations, and the guy that really got me on my way, who works at 102.5 The Game, worked at The Zone at the time, but I think The Game was about to come into existence while CSB was still open. Maybe The Game had already been in existence at that time. Was Darren McFarland. And I told him what I wanted to do. Made some calls, made some connections, and we stayed in touch. And the guy that hired me without pay, so it was basically an internship. However, it was a good opportunity for me to actually learn the craft as a PA voice. Mm-hmm. And that was Kevin Carter, who was the AD and the varsity football coach of the Curry and Academy Mustangs, which played seven on, actually eight on eight football, excuse me. Right, right. That was my first gig, eight on eight football. Uh-huh. Well, that's great. And I and after watched that. Yeah, go ahead. I did basketball for a while. Mm-hmm. And that that was the first basketball I did. And that was mm-hmm. the first real PHP. I did public address there. I did PA slash play by play. Well, the public play was off the public address system, but I was still doing my public announcing gig. Mm-hmm. But after a while, I had to give up the PA gig because it was killing my local courts. <laughs> but I did one more stop at Lancaster Christian. And that was it with the PA. So I've been just doing broadcasts. I did three years of PA in the last, in three years of PA play-by-play, but the rest have been PHP. Mm-hmm. But the public address system was my first gig. Mm-hmm. Not once, but twice. Yeah. And that's where I saw you on a Nashville NBC channel for feature story Rudy Kalis did with the Curry Ingram Mustangs at eight on eight game. And yeah. it reminded me why. And I can't the- remember. Yeah who it was against. It may have been, I think it was Sacred Heart of Jackson or something like that. Yeah, but the watching you work with a spotter reminded me of how a sighted broadcaster spotter points to players on a chart and or provides statistics. I was wondering if you could describe the process of working with a spotter to announce a game. Well, it's the same concept. The only difference is they're using their voice and giving me all the information so I can digest and do what I have to do. Right. And they, you know, they keep talking, but they're more quieter, but they just tell me that the pass was caught, incomplete, what the formation is, if they're in the eye, if they're in three wides, they're two tight ends. Is the quarterback under center? Are they in a staggered stance and shotgun? Are they making a change at the line? Basically the same concept as you know, as a regular spotter instead of pointing, they're just talking to me in my ear. Right. No, that makes sense. Um, so nothing really changes except for the fact instead of pointing, they're actually using their voice. Right, right. Uh, do you have a favorite sport to broadcast? The cop-out answer is whatever's in season. <laughs> right. But I would say basketball because of its constant movement. Mm-hmm. Football, you get some lulls unless you're seeing teams that run no huddle. Mm-hmm. But basketball, 
there are some roles, but for the most part, it's kind of like hockey on a gym floor without a puck. Right. That's right. what I refer to it as because either teams are going to go slow or you're going to have fast break action. You're going to have diving for basketballs. You're going to, you know, have people hit your broadcast position. You're going to have, you're going to have basketballs don't you on the head, which I've had happen more than <laughs> oh, once. No. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. When <laughs> so you, you when you're, courtside or yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, we're courtside right in the middle of the action. We're basically wow. between, <clears throat> we're basically in front of the bleachers connected right to the scorer's table. And whoever the stat person is keeping the book for the coaches, mostly a parent, will usually get the information from them on fouls and things like that because I don't have a stat person. Mm-hmm. So it's just myself and my spotter. We're the only two person, only two people that are actually doing the actual game broadcast itself. Right. Okay. Um, so you're, I guess at this point in your career, want to continue doing more of this in five to 10 years do you have a goal for where you'd like to be as every broadcaster will tell you you want to keep moving up right right now i've got my sights set on doing some division one college basketball even if it's small college so i'm Mm -hmm. still in the process of that Mm -hmm. have some women's football upcoming right not sure when but Feels like we're getting closer on that. Right, right. Um, and you mentioned Dave Willotion earlier, the voice of the University of Memphis basketball the team. Basketball is, and football. Yeah, and football. Is is he somebody you'd like to model your career after? Is there like a uh, somebody out there that you look to and be like, that's who I want to be? I mostly want to model myself. Yeah. That's I mean, awesome. I take because as Vince Scully was told by the late legendary Red Barber. Never water your own wine. Mm-hmm. And for me, you take a piece here, you take a piece there, but at the end of the day, you still have you. And that's why I think sad a lot of broadcasters lose themselves because they don't, you know, they don't keep themselves when they do broadcasting. They want to try to be somebody else that they can't be. Yeah. That's awesome. And I'm reminded of Bob Costas quoted Vin Scully, who quoted Lawrence Olivier, saying that you have to have the humility to prepare, but the confidence to bring it off. And I think it, it comes it comes yeah. back to preparation. How much, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the broadcasters that are willing to do the prep. Because one of my other guests, as you'll hear later, has discussed many times. Ninety-five percent of the broadcast is, you know, is how much you prepare. Right. Right. That's most of it. Because the, the other 10% is what you, is how you handle on the, the other 90 to 95% is how much prep you do. So the less, the more prep you do, the less nerds you're going to have. But you right. better make sure, you better make sure that what you're doing, it belongs there. Because you're, if it's a good game, you're not going to use all the stuff that you prepared. Mm-hmm. You're not. Yeah, that's right. If it's a blowout, yeah, you're going to need more. But if not, right. You're gonna need less, right? But the game right. writes itself. You know this from all the sports that you've covered, right? I mean, no, you, exactly. I mean, how many times have you been, you know, behind the scenes doing stuff, and you're letting you come into an event with all this stuff that they give you, and yet you realize you didn't need you didn't need about a third of it because. The race, you know, is taking on its own shape. It's creating its own storyline. 
a basketball game where it's tight all the way down to the end, one-point game, last shot time, football game, field goal, to tie, touchdown to win. Basically, all that stuff writes itself. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we were working in the studio in Wide World of Sports, and Kirk Gowdy Jr., our coordinating producer, said you got to load the saddlebags because you never know what's going to happen at a remote event, especially in Wide World of Sports events. You've got to be prepared with all kinds of content to be able to put out there in studio. So that's a exactly. Great point. Yeah. But you, but see, the thing is, you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know, you know, when you go into an event, you don't know how it's going to be. You don't know you know, what you're going to need at that particular time and does it fit where it's supposed to fit or does it not? Right. Because no, you, you, right. you, se- you have to separate <laughs> the stuff you need that's going to be important to the somewhat, to the maybe I won't need it here, but I'll need it for when we see this team again that's type right. of deal. Yeah, no. Um, and we, we mentioned the interviews, then we've mentioned a couple of the people you've interviewed on Believe in the Blind Broadcaster. Who would be your dream guest and why? I don't have one. I mean, I got a couple of guys in the wings that I shot for right out of the gates, but right now with this COVID-19 pandemic, a couple of guys right now, we're gonna, we had to put on hold. So when their schedules get better, and they have an idea of what they're doing. Right. We'll go after those guys again. Right. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned Vin Scully. I mean, that's somebody that I would love to sit down and pick his brain and and just who absorb wouldn't? that knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm I mean, saying who like wouldn't I? But that's why I ask. It would Vin uh, Scully. Is there somebody shoot the moon that you would want to sit down with? I mean, if I if I could pull Vin Scully, sure. If I could pull yeah. off a Doc Emmerich, sure. If I yeah. could get the radio voice in Minnesota Wild Bob Kurt, sure. Yeah. But right yeah, now, good. At, you know, right now the goal is to get the grassroots of the podcast, get the true blue wrecking crew of this podcast, where, <laughs> you know, where you can, where I'm basically building it from the ground up because you're working high school events, trying to get to the next level, which I was trying to get the pot, you're also trying to add things that seems you cover plus a wrap up in a podcast and you want to try to get that right. right so that's basically what you know the things i'm working on right now and hopefully at the end of all this i'm going to be paid for some of this stuff <laughs> yeah, if not all goal. yeah that's the goal um looking at within it perspective, reason, of course yeah yeah no that's right um looking perspective wise i'm wondering if you is there anything that you bring to a broadcast that maybe a sighted broadcaster doesn't provide? You talk about being courtside and, you know, being in the middle of that action. And I, there's a way that you present that in a game. I think that that is different. And just wondering from your perspective, how you view that. No. Very good. Um, yeah. I, mm-hmm. The thing is I enjoy what I do and I hope that comes across. I mean, if it doesn't, you know, I'm not going to be for everybody because there's going to be some that are going to like me and some that will not. So, Hey, right. I just do the best I can with what I have. If I can give more, how could I give more? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I want to be the best that I can be for that night in the moment where we are. I'm not trying to look ahead. Yeah. You look ahead for what's next on the schedule, but just stay where you're at right now because you don't want to look too far ahead because yeah, 
you get home at 10 o'clock at night. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. You're looking at the next team. You're already Google searching. Mm -hmm. You're staying, you're trying to stay ahead in your process. You can get their coach, right? Get their stuff that you're going to need from them to make sure that your broadcast turns out. Okay. Because you want to give both teams a proper dude. You don't want to be such a homer. Like everybody gets a bad break. No, Mm-hmm. You want yet? Yeah, you want the team to win? Yes. Or the team that you're calling games for? Yes. Mm-hmm. But do you want to just slant the game broadcast one sided? No. Right. Right. Um, you in the Believe in the Blind broadcaster interview that you did with the voice of Bradley University basketball, Dave Snell. Dave Snell, who was awesome. He was, yeah. He he called radio the theater of the mind. And it always has me. been. Yeah. It always I, will be. I mean, I, that, that, that was the shoe leather of the late 1800s, early 1900s, slavery period, all the other things, all the other things that this country had to deal with from the, the Spanish flu and all the other pandemics that, you know, that were happening. Radio was it. If you were lucky to have a TV, which was not very many, but now everybody, almost everybody who's anybody, has a TV with about 50,000 cable options. But that was what it was, and that's what it still is. Radio is still the shoe leather and the theater of the mind. But it seems like it's coming more visual with all the HD radios and everything else. But you still have to call it. Right. No matter if it's HD, standard definition, Series XM, you still have to call the play. Right. A lot of broadcasters that trans- like, move over from TV, like they've done all season to radio, they don't get a lot of repetition doing radio. They only get to your radio maybe during bowl season mm-hmm. or during mm-hmm. the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And they're trying to call a TV broadcast on a radio broadcast. Right. And I think a lot of radio broadcasters that slide over to TV, they get caught in the trap trying to call the radio broadcast with TV because you don't have to call as much because the TV has graphics. You're already seeing that. Right. Radio, you don't get that. Even if it's an HD radio, you don't get Mm -hmm. graphics. You don't get picture. Yeah, the quality's better, but you still got to call it. Right. Yeah, and that's that's Scully. The in TV, it's a caption on a picture that's already there, where you're writing the whole script and painting the whole canvas on. You're add. You're just adding the caption. You're just packaging the caption because the photo's right. already there. Mm-hmm. And you as a broadcaster, just cap. You're just adding to that. You're not adding. You're not doing any more or any less. Right. Like with the radio guys in FR preseason. That do simulcast like the Baltimore Ravens with Jerry Sand with uh, Jerry Sandusky. They basically have a TV simulcast with the radio call. He still uses the radio call, but he still has to, you know, do TV justice as well. But that's the only time they will they will have at least two exhibition games, radio, TV, and two radio only. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And I think I think the Ravens are the only one that does that because I believe on the Dallas Cowboys Network 
they used to have Brad Cham rotate radio to TV. Mm-hmm. But now they have him just doing exclusive radio and move Babe Lothenberg, mm-hmm. Brad Cham's color analyst, over to TV for the preseason with maybe one game on radio that they work together mm-hmm. until the regular season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, you you talk about the different ways to listen to this. You know, growing up, I would go out in the car with my dad, who's a Ohio native, and we'd on a clear night get three WE out of Cleveland and listen to Indians games. In this digital radio world with Sirius and and TuneIn and and other, mm-hmm. you can listen to everything. So uh, on a on a night maybe during baseball season um, or you know, a basketball season. Is that what you do with digital radio? Do you just turn yep. the, the dial and listen? Yeah. I, I will go on MLB.tv, listen to the Cardinals broadcast, or if it's a day game, the Cardinals aren't playing. I'll either go find another baseball broadcast, or if I'm traveling, I want to just swing through and see what game is available. I'll go on my at bat app. Mm-hmm. and go find radio broadcasts mm-hmm. and listen to that mm-hmm. because I have game day audio connected with the at bat app. Right. So I will go find a broadcast or two, even though the app will take up a lot of battery power. <laughs> yeah. But that's the, that's the beauty of it though. Yeah. Whenever baseball starts, right. That's what I'll be doing. Right. Major League, minor league. I'll be listening to the Nashville Sounds here locally with Jeff M. Mm-hmm. But on all, on a how ninety seven five Hallelujah FM. For those mm-hmm. that actually are here in the Nashville area, whenever yeah, yeah. Sounds baseball starts, right. I will be listening. Or if you want to listen to the games, you can go on the iHeartRadio app right. and just type in ninety seven five Hallelujah FM, mm-hmm. and you'll get it. Right. Right. Which is an HD two station, but you will get Sounds baseball. Right. How do I know? I've been on it and I've listened <laughs> to it. Yeah, it just sounds the same on on radio as it does on the iHeartRadio app. But you got to be careful with that though, because sometimes if you mess it up just a little bit, the sound won't be clear. Hmm. But when you got an old school radio, yeah, you can kind of pull that off. Mm-hmm. No, that's great perspective. Um, and you know, listening to you and learning from you, it's reminded me of a 1979 Mike Lupica column, and he introduces readers to Victoria Crawford, a Mets fan who lost her sight but gained a team in 1962. She oh, said wow. she, she enjoyed listening to West Coast games, saying one hour of the day isn't any different from any other. And then Lupica writes, her schedule is the radio. Um, I'm wondering, can you get lost in listening to games while you're also using the games to keep track of time? Well, again, it goes back to prep. You're trying to keep tabs on when the game starts, how long the game is. You want to keep up with runs, hits, errors. How many pitchers are you using? I mean, in your head, you can kind of have your own scorecard if you can't write it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, now it's nice if you have, you know, somebody that can keep that for you, but I don't have that. So right. I'm no. relying on my brain. Right. No, that's, that's about that's... it. I mean, you don't, the thing is, yeah, you can have circuitry overload because your brain is just full of too much information. And then you're, you have to reset your brain. But right. if you can keep the basics, the rest of it's going to fall into place. But you have to be able to stick with the basics. Right. Have to. Right. There is no way that a good broadcast can go well 
if you don't keep your basic foundations. Time, score, period, inning. What's the situation? Recap. Set the situation. Right. Did you get, you know, did you call this right? Did you give everything so the fan knows what's going on? Right. Because not everybody's going to stay for a whole doggone game. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because nowadays, because um, nowadays our attention spans are about as small as a rabbit. Yeah, yeah, and and that's true when you're broadcasting games. I'm wondering when you're listening in your at bat app, can you just get lost in a game and just you, you don't know what time it is because the game has told a story that you want to keep listening to. Those are the good ones. Yeah. That, those are the ones you want. You don't want a game that's like seven to one, ninth inning, and you're like, can you hurry up and get this game over with? <laughs> yeah. You want a 3-2 game, bases loaded, closer in, a guy that's batting a buck 75, having a chance to tie the game with a sack fly or win it with a base hit. Right. You want that. Right. That's what you live for, but sometimes you don't get that. Yeah, but the game, you know, you want a cliffhanger game. You don't want a game that sucks, right? Right. Yeah, I'll I, just I be just, playing blanking yeah. down. You don't want you don't want a game that's <laughs> going to blow in the third inning, and you're using almost everybody out of your bullpen except for your setup guy and closer. And the broadcaster's and, using all of his preparation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you, right. well, keep in mind sometimes the broadcasters that are that have been there for a while, they're going to use the prep anyway. Yeah. It's the young broadcasters where you have to be careful because they're going to try to be like, oh, I want to get this in blank, 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 come you know what to you know what. Right. Because I'm going to get this prep in. I'm going to see show you how smart I am. It's not about you. Never has been. Never right. will be. Just because you're the lead guy doesn't mean lead guy or girl. Doesn't mean... It's all about you because you're not going to get it in. Right. Right. And it's okay. You're going <laughs> to see that team again more than once. Mm-hmm. And there may be a game where you're going to need to come back to that, but you've already wasted it in the mm-hmm. first meeting because you were like, I'm going to get this in no matter what. Right. Uh, that's right. Well, uh, this has been uh, amazing. I, I'm, I'm wondering, do you have any games or interviews coming up that we should check out or keep in tune for? All I'm going to say is that's a TBD. Just stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Because like a lot of broadcasters who are struggling, like a lot of people who are struggling with a catch 22, trying to find work, work, learn how to work from home. Those that have only known one job and that's outside of the home and they I've never done at-home jobs or, you know, doing the minimum wage thing, flipping burgers at a McDonald's, which they've never done in their lives. They're trying to figure out how they're going to, you know, support themselves as a single person or support support themselves plus their family. So to all of them, prayers are with you. Keep your head up. It's going to get better, but it's going to take some time if we all don't act like idiots. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And leave, as you mentioned in the Rudy Kalis interview, uh, John Maxwell's leave a legacy in people and not in things. And yeah, I mean, books, if you want to, I mean, the book I'm currently reading now, Platform Michael Hyatt, I'm going to 
read this is marketing by Seth Godin. You have to be seen. You have to you have to see before you can be seen. I'm gonna read that. Right. There's like a whole book list for those that actually want to get better with. Yeah, and and you point to a lot of those on your Twitter handle at King underscore TSP. There's some great motivational sayings there. Yep, I try. (laughs) Well, Luther King, thank you very much for your time. And um, we definitely want to listen to your podcast, Believe in the Blind Broadcaster. And thanks for listening to my podcast, Believe in the Media Guide. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe, rate the podcast on iTunes. We're also available on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Find us at Believe.com, that's B-L-E-A-V.com, and at Believe Podcasts on social. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.